Our faith journey is a story unique to each individual and is constantly being written. No two people are identical, no two days are alike, but God is the same. This is the Real Stories of Life with God podcast, a place for honest conversations about life and faith. I'm your host, Chelsea Eubank, and I'm really glad you're here. Let's jump into today's episode. All right, Monica. Well, I first want to say thank you from the bottom of my heart for making time to do this because I know you have a ton on your plate and I'm super stoked about it. You're welcome. It's the gift, friend. All right. So give us your deeds. Okay. <laughs> okay. My name is Monica. So it's a long go. Um, I am married to my absolute bestest friend in the whole world outside of Holy Spirit. And we've been <laughs> married for 15 years come this November, which is a little bit wild. Um, we have eight kiddos and five came out of my belly. It's the best way I love to describe it. Five came out of my <laughs> belly. Three, we adopted internationally from Ukraine. And um, we've also been foster parents uh, locally in the state of Florida. We were refugee foster parents, and we've also hosted children from different countries in the world. So mm. we love this space and this heart of God for children and families is a big deal for us, um, which is why my husband and I run our nonprofit ministry, which was established in 2020. It's called Abide to Love. And right now, Abide to Love it kind of has big dreams. We have big dreams with Jesus, not going to lie. Mm-hmm. Um but right now we're doing two different facets of it. One is um, our Restore Family Program, which essentially we are doing in alternatives to foster care here in the state of Florida, which we are super, super excited about. And we're the first of our kind to do it in the way we're doing it. So that's really fun. And, and then we're starting literally next week, we're starting discipleship courses to raise up healthy families. So there's going to be online courses that we're going to give, uh, probably three different times in a year. Um, and that's going to be facilitating healthy marriage, healthy family, healthy parenting, healthy individuals, teaching people how Mm -hmm. to hear the voice of God, all that good stuff. And so right now, those are the two facets that run under our nonprofit, but essentially, our big motto is diminishing injustice by restoring family. So that's our heart. It's what we do together as a family. And it's what we now do as a ministry. I love it so much. <laughs> um, awesome. So did, I've never asked you this before in our handful of conversations, but did you and Ricky come from big families? No, Ricky has one sibling and I have one sibling. Okay. Did you always yeah. know you wanted to, I mean, you kind of, did you always have that or did you kind of form that together? That love for um, discipleship and family and big family, you know? Sure. No, I mean, Ricky, when we met in high school, so when I met him, he really, really wanted to be a dad. Um, And that scared me for a good five years. And then Jesus (laughs) changed my heart. That's an actual true story. And so Jesus changed my heart when we got engaged. And so we thought we would want to have a family for sure, but we thought big and big for us was three. And mm. so we have superseded that two and a half times over. And I don't think we're done adopting. Was that, were we expecting this? Absolutely not. This surprised us. You know, you got to love it. The adventures with the Lord though. You can do it. <laughs> and it's so fun. Although I will say it takes, I mean, anyone would agree with this, but it takes a lot of courage to step into a big following him in that way. You know, I mean, it might be wonderful and exciting, but it takes a lot of faith. It does, mm. friend. It does. Yeah. Especially when it comes to, kiddos that, I mean, if you're, 
if you have kiddos in your home that are being fostered or you're adopting mm-hmm. kiddos, you have to realize that they're coming out of broken, their own broken families. And right. so it's not this, you know, it's different. It's truly different because you have to have the courage to say yes, even when sometimes it's going to feel like saying no. And so, yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely different than you would think it is, but it's, it's incredibly faith building and it's incredibly transformational. And for those things, mm. yes. And amen. Yes. Amen. Whew. Okay. I'm excited about our conversation. Um, at the top of it, I'm going to read two of the verses that inspired two of these questions in okay. Matthew 22, Jesus is asked, which is the greatest commandment in the law? And he responds, love the Lord, your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. And the second is like it, love your neighbor as yourself. My first question for you is what currently stirs your love for God? I love it. I love it. Well, I was really excited when I was thinking about this question and my favorite answer in the world. And I usually have to explain is just looking at him. And what that means for me is oftentimes I'll just sit in my bed or like this morning It actually, I just went and sat on my couch and I put on a worship song and I just literally looked up. I turned my gaze. It's a posture deal. So obviously I'm seeing the ceiling like, you know, or I'm picturing Jesus. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I'm I'm picturing Jesus. But it's, it's the posture of my heart to look up, to gaze towards him. And when I do that, oftentimes he encounters me, you know, in, in whether it's through worship or he's drawing, you know, there's pictures that are flashing through my mind in the way that he's speaking to me, or there's a scripture that he's bringing to mind. It's the posture. Um, when I look at him that does something for my heart. And so that's one of the ways specifically, um, stirring my love for the Lord. I would say worship is another huge one. I literally worship all day, every day. Mm-hmm. If not, I have YouTube on that's singing for me. Um, that's a really big deal. <laughs> yeah. And I feel like another really big one and something that I actually find myself doing all the time is hearing others' testimonies. Mm-hmm. So I really, yeah, I really love whether I'm talking to a friend and they're sharing something that the Lord did, um, or I'm listening to, you know, something on YouTube or a podcast or whatever. I am even, even my kids, like I'll actually encourage my kids. Like, what is God saying to you? Because I just so want to hear the Lord. It's like, if you're, when you're newly dating and your boyfriend goes and has a conversation with somebody that you barely know, but you just love them so much that you want to go to that other person and go, what was he talking about? Yeah. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, what's he into? What's he saying? Like kind of that deal. I'm like, I just, I just want to be near him. And so Mm -hmm. hearing others testimonies is like getting a deeper sneak peek into his heart. So I would say that's another big stir for me. We have a, um, a quote by Dallas Willard taped to the fridge for the past two years. And the, the first line says the first and most basic thing we can do to care for our souls is to keep God before our minds. Yes. Um, you know, it's like just keeping him at the forefront and that yes. it, it takes small shifts or big shifts, you know, but a lot of times it doesn't have to be huge, which is kind of what I, I love about what you said about posture that it's like putting those reminders up, playing that music, keeping that pole, that pole start, keeping that North, you know, compass like train yeah. in the direction of the Lord. I think it's huge. So huge friend. If we would do that, we would find ourselves with way less problems or stressors that we think are ginormous. And all of a sudden they take the helm when in reality, if he has the helm, those things just, yeah, they come way down in terms of importance. Mm -hmm. 
That's good. That's good. Okay. On the opposite side, I guess, is there anything currently stifling your love for him? I would say um, one of the things that he's really challenged me on is mindlessly scrolling through social media. (laughs) Mm. Um, Yeah. Which I feel like is, it's so easy to do and we'll say we don't want to do, and then we do it. Um, (laughs) And so that's actually been a challenge for me. And so anyway, that's one of the areas that I feel like that can easily stifle or even stifle the invitation. Right. Because there are times that I feel like the Lord is wooing me. Like, he's just Mm. like, I want to spend time with you, but it's so much, you know, if you're doing something or if you're distracting yourself, like that invitation is easier to say no to than it would be, you know, if you had your full attention. And so that would be, I think one of the ways that stifles. And the other thing that I wrote down was actually choosing to follow my feelings instead of truth Mm. because our feelings can be very deceitful. And, you know, one of the things that has been a great challenge to me, probably the Lord has been embedding this in me for, I don't know, close to a decade is that truth is truth, no matter how I feel. And Mm. so the consistency of not allowing my feelings to determine what my day looks like, because very easily my feelings of frustration or, you know, anger or Mm. sadness, or, you know, my kid was disrespectful, like what my feelings want to do and what is actually true are two different things. And so that, you know, that, that practice of really allowing truth instead of my feelings so that my love isn't stifled or distracted or any of the other things, you know, that it can be if I take my eyes from truth. Mm. Man, I don't know which one of those I would rather dive into. <laughs> um, I was going to ask a practical question about the the scrolling. Have you found sure. any um, practical guardrail or anything that helps you with that? Or is that just kind of a... Um, Cause I totally love how you phrased. Cause I've been, I've been feeling that for the past couple of years too, that the thing in itself might not be bad or wrong or even harmful to me, but sometimes he's inviting me and I say, no, yes. sometimes he releases me to do that thing, to watch that really great. I love a good sports movie. And so it's like, TV is not bad. Sports <laughs> movies are not bad, but it's what true. if, he would rather me just sit with him instead. And then other days he's like, yeah, let's go enjoy this movie. That's great. You know, but I want to be attuned to that. I don't want to miss that. And I know that it's not like perfection or anything, but, but I, I hear you in that. And I love the way that you phrased that. So I was just going to ask you personally, have you found any um, uh, practices or boundary lines for you with that? Well, I love how you shared even how you're like, okay, well, sometimes he releases me to go watch a sports movie. Um, and sometimes the Lord has released me to literally look things up on social media. I've watched, you know, the Lord has actually pointed me to social media on occasion to something specific mm-hmm. he's actually wanting me to see. And so in and of itself, it isn't bad, but it comes back down to that posture. And actually, for example, with the sports movie, everything that I do, I do with him. And so my guardrail is kind of that consistent, that constant awareness of he's right here. Like, and I think where we're tempted to, you know, dismiss the guardrails is when we're like, okay, you know, like he's, he's distant. We don't realize Mm -hmm. we're doing it, but we're doing it. We're like the Lord, you know, he's present, but you know, he's not. And so I'm just going to sit here. No, if we would literally think about every single thing that we do as a friendship, as a dance with him, Mm -hmm. because he's right here. 
then it would change the way that we're scrolling on our Facebook. It would change the way that we watch the movie. You know, I've actually, instead of sitting down to watch movies apart from him, you know, I actually do that stuff with him and that changes everything about how we interact with literally everything. If we realize that we're doing it with our best friend. And so at that point he has permission to woo us and invite us at any point, you know? And so, yeah, I love that friend. I mean, outside of that, I feel like guardrail wise is just asking Holy spirit to help me. Like mm-hmm. I will literally ask him, Holy spirit, help me. Like if I'm spending too much time doing something, I need you to let me know. And mm-hmm. he's a good friend. He's a good friend, yeah. you know? Yeah. So yes. he helps me. <laughs> He'll tell oh, me to stop goodness. and I'll be yes. like, okay, I hear you. Yes. I, I think what you're getting at there that is, feels really risky to a lot of people, but also is the most incredible thing. Part of the gospel is the freedom yes. and the friendship, you know, like I can trust him to lead me, but I also need to be paying attention to him. Yeah. You know, there's not legalistic pharisaical rule following. That's what I, I grew up conditioned in that. And it yeah. took me a lot of years and freedom was very scary to me. I, I thought I would miss it. I'm like, I don't know if I can just trust him to tell me, you know, what if I miss it? What if, and what if he, you know, he does, I disappoint him or something. I'm like, Oh snap. You know? So like something that's risky, but also the most incredible thing is like you said, he's good. Like we, we forget his nature and we start adding rules and our own measuring sticks. And then we feel shame. Anyway, it's just like this whole cycle as opposed to just staying open to him and staying attuned to him and asking for help and staying needy and dependent and trusting of him, he will, he will get us there. He will get us there. Yes. It's so good. I love how you mentioned that it's, it is risky um, because it's trust and trust is risky when it comes to the Lord though. I think I always say when I walk through something, it's like putting another, I'm trying to think and not like a pebble in a bag, but like every time that I walk through another experience with the Lord and the Lord comes through or he'll whisper that where I asked him to help me and he helped me. Right. Every time mm-hmm. that that happens, I feel like it's just another little testimony I can put in my pocket until my pocket is like this massive thing <laughs> full <laughs> of, you know, the testimonies of him actually being my friend and him being as good makes me want to cry, but him being as good mm-hmm. as he said he was right in the scripture. So it's no longer like I'm reading it in scripture, but will he do it for me? It's now looking at these, these testimonies and going, wow, for the last, you know, 18 years, this is what you've done for me. So today when I need that, you're going to do it again. And, you know, it's really what builds our willingness to take the risk every time. Um, Mm -hmm. and so I just love, I love that though, friends, because I grew up very similar to you and it took me a really long time to understand that he wasn't He wasn't a God I needed to be afraid of. Yes, he's a God I need to fear. He's more holy than we understand. Um, But he's not a God to be afraid of. He's very, very good and kind in nature. And so I just love that friend. Yeah, it's good. Mm. Okay. Speaking of his nature, the truth that God is blank means a lot to you because blank. I laugh because I literally, what I want to say is the truth that God is holy. And it's funny because as I was like, as I'm pondering this, I actually, his holiness is not necessarily the first thing that always comes to mind. 
Like I wrote a book called my friend, Holy spirit. And he legitimately is my best friend. And so like that, for me, a question like yours would be like, okay, well, we'll talk about friendship or we'll talk about kindness (laughs) or all the things that I regularly talk about the Lord. And, but one of the things he's really been like, it really impressed my heart was the truth that God is holy means a lot to me because I'm in love. And the correlation between those two is this. I want to be like him. I adore his friendship, but realize the call to being transformed into his image is not a light thing. And so the more that I learn about the Lord, even the things that it feels scary to people like his holiness, the reality is, is that the word says that we're being transformed into his image. And so if I'm a girl that's in love, if I'm a girl that is his best friend, then I'm not going to shy away from his holiness, but I'm, I'm going to be willing to be transformed into the full package of God. Right. And that includes mm-hmm. the, the standard, the standard for holiness is still there every day. I should be sinning less. <laughs> you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like if I'm being transformed into his image every day, I should look more like him because that's, what's going to happen when you're in love. And so mm-hmm. a big part of that to me is his holiness. And I just, I don't know, it's been transforming me. Ooh, I love something that you said. How did you phrase that? I'm not going to phrase it the same way, but basically the idea that like the the more that we learn about him, because he's holy and perfect and purely beautiful, the more we learn about him, the we can't not love him more. Yes. We cannot adore him more the more we learn and the more we see. And what else in life is like that? You it's know? true, friend. What else, what else in life is a bottomless pit of pleasure and enjoyment and adventure and inspiration and nothing, nothing. (laughs) And it's so convicting and inspiring and challenging to say, I will never regret any moment I spend desiring him and following him Mm. and receiving him ever. Never, never. I don't look back once and think, wow, when I spent that time with the Lord, I really would have rather done something different. Like, and I'm only 37. Like I have a whole lot more years <laughs> in front of me and I haven't regretted it yet. So, yeah. yeah. And it's just, there, there is something I'd want to really want to say humble before him, because I think I say that and I mean it, you know, like we have tasted and seen the goodness mm-hmm. of God in very real ways. And yet there are still days and moments when I would rather numb out or escape into Netflix or cookie dough or, you know, X, Y, and Z. And I'm like, cause the world is just intense, you know, and yeah. my, my flesh is just intense and I'm grateful for his patience with me and kindness, but that just makes me more amazed that I'm in him and with him. And you know what I mean? It's just like this full cycle of, of submission or surrender or trust or humility and just like amazement, you know, like I want to stay in that way. Like as much as I would love to not, you know, like there are always going to be things in my life. I'm like, wow, I'm still struggling with that. Or like, wow, I still choose that over God, over spending time with the Lord. Yeah. There will, there will always be those things, hopefully less of them as we go, but there will always be that, you know, because Anyway, the world and sin and flesh and everything. But I, I I hope and pray that humble posture of I get all this and the Lord, like I get the Lord and then the rest of this stuff, like I get God. Yeah, friend. Everything. 
Yep. Like, and everything. You, I just, I never want us to lose that, you know, as, as I just never want to take that for granted, you know, like I, I never want that to be like, oh, I'm okay now, you know, it's been 20 years of knowing Jesus. I'm like, I'm doing pretty good. You know, it's like, there's always more to know of him. So much more, so much more. I literally was um, walking down the beach recently. I was on vacation and I was just looking at the ocean and I, you know, the Lord actually pointed out to me, like, I'm bigger than this ocean that's sitting in front of you. And oh, we're only yeah. looking at a piece, right? Like we're, I'm literally looking at the Gulf, you know, for like, I don't mm-hmm. know, 20 miles. And I'm thinking to myself, just this, like just this would take a lifetime to really dive into and and scour and make sure we're not missing any of the corners. And to think that the Lord is that plus a million. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, Lord, there's a reason why we're going to be learning about you our entire lives and it'll take thousands of years in eternity. Like, and we're going to love it. Yes, it's true. Every part of him that I've met so far, um, not that he's got multiple parts, but you know what I mean? The depth of him, every, every place of deeper that I've gone with him. I'm like, man, I, I actually love you more. So I can't imagine loving you more than this. And then he'll show another part of his heart. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like, I literally Mm -hmm. think I might explode. I don't know if I can handle this this kind of love. Yeah. It's amazing. Oh, I know it. Um, okay. So my last question is what are you looking forward to? What am I looking forward to? I am looking forward to right now, everything. (laughs) Um, (laughs) we are, yeah, we're, we're waiting on the, we're in transition in terms of home. And so we're waiting on the Lord to bring us home. Um, and so home is something I'm looking forward to, but I would also say that I found home in the Lord in this Mm. transition, like he's become home. Um, and so one of the things I think that's really surprised me about things I'm looking forward to is the Lord really challenging me to be super present and actually know that the fullness of him is in with me in this day, just like it will be when I get all the things that I'm looking forward to. Mm. Um, so I don't know if that answers your question well, but yeah. it's really one of the things he's been challenging me on is like, we have like tangible things that we've been really looking forward to in this process of transition as a family. But the real big thing that the Lord has been challenging us on is you already have everything because you have me. Like mm. I am home. I am home. I am, I am provision. I am strength. I am, you know, the one that wipes your tears in hard moments. I am, and you don't have to leave where you are to get that. I actually am all those things with you right now in this moment, the way that I will be in the future in those moments as well. And so, yeah, I would say it's kind of a twofold. Oh, I love that. It's beautiful. Well, as an official wrapping up this conversation. Thank you again. You're welcome. Thank you. Thank you. This was a true treat for my soul. (laughs) You are super welcome friend. It's such, it really is such an honor. Listening friends. It means a lot that you added us to your day today. Thank you. Wherever you find yourself on your journey with Jesus. I hope you finished this episode with your faith inspired, refreshed, or strengthened. Mm -hmm.